the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I was uh, watching uh, Fox News this morning when I came in, and they had Griff Jenkins out and about. I think it was in New Hampshire uh, where they're getting ready to have uh, primaries. And he's doing the man on the street type thing, or, or in Fox's case, it's the uh, man or woman in the diner thing. They go to a diner and they interview people. They have a poll result out now at Fox uh, that indicates that people in America are at an all-time low in their uh, pride in the country. Uh, 53% of Americans, when asked by Fox, are you proud of the country? 53% of respondents said no. 44% said yes. Uh, that makes me sad because I'm definitely proud of the country. But I understand the response that one of the no uh, respondents gave to Griff Jenkins uh, when he asked her about what bothers her about where America is Right now, here's what she said. Everything is my issue. I'm not worried about it for myself, but for my kids and my grandkids. This is not the world we grew up in. You know, this is not the country we grew up in. Uh, No, it isn't. It is not the country that we grew up in. Uh, You can see that in uh, a myriad of other poll results. Gallup recently surveyed people on the subject of confidence in the U.S. government. 31% of Americans surveyed say they have confidence in the U.S. government. What was it in 2020? 46%. Now, 46% is not great. It's a lot better than 31%. You look at Joe Biden's approval ratings, they're in the dumper as well. I don't think you can be surprised that the decline in the number of people who have confidence in the uh, government has declined 15% since Joe Biden took office. The U.S. scored the lowest on this particular question of any G7 nation. Canada, Germany, France, Japan, Italy, and the United Kingdom. Citizens all rated their government higher. Now let's look at that. Canada, they have oppressive religious persecution in Canada. They took personal wealth away from truckers who dared to protest against vaccine mandates. They took their personal wealth away, yet Canada scores higher than the U.S. Germany? They're enslaved to Russian oil, yet Germany scored higher. France? Riots all over France. Now, that might not have happened before this survey was taken. Nevertheless, Emmanuel Macron? As a leader, scoring higher than the U.S. system of government, that's not good. United Kingdom, where you have a royal family, (laughs) a train wreck royal family. Uh, So this is pretty clearly an indictment 
of how we are doing things here. Some other poll results. Proud to be an American. Well, you got to look at this one in terms of, are you Republican or Democrat? 60% of Republicans say yes, they are proud. 29% of Democrats say they're proud. Less than half. Less than half as much as Republicans say they're proud to be Americans. Where was this at the time of 9-11? 9-11, we were all united, right? Going to go get the bad guys, not going to stand for this. First domestic terror attack on a widespread basis on U.S. soil. Uh, Democrats at that point in time said 60% of them were proud of the country. 60%. So we've lost half of those Democrats in terms of a voting bloc being proud of the country over the last 20 plus years. Why is that? Why is that? Well, I think it's a lot of things. I think it is the continual chipping away at norms and standards, the explosion, not just of the LGBTQ movement, but of the penalties for not going along with the things that popular culture tells us you must go along with to be considered enlightened, diverse, tolerant, equitable, compassionate. The consequences for not going along with that and the disparaging of religious standards in our country, I think, is a reason why people have begun to question, like that woman did, why is our country not what our country used to be? The thing that, when I think about our country, that I spend the most time thinking about is not who's going to be the president. It's what kind of country are my kids, and if I have them grandkids, what kind of country are they going to grow up in? Are they going to grow up in the kind of country that I grew up in, where By and large, my life was carefree. Oh, I remember inflation in the 80s during Carter's administration. We're back in that same kind of a situation now. I knew there were times where things financially ebbed and flowed for our family, and we were, you know, we're never well off. I'm the son of two factory workers, but we always had enough. I never felt denied. And I think that generally was a pretty common outlook on the country. Now, if you live in a rural area or if you live in an urban area, you have a lot more concerns than you had 30, 40 years ago. You live in an urban area, you're concerned about being able to survive. The drug trafficking, the crime, the hopelessness. You live in a rural area. Do you still think like I did, like my parents did, that, oh, I can send my kid to the local public school? What's the worst? I mean, all those teachers have my child's best interests at heart. I don't have to worry about my kid being programmed. I don't have to be uh, concerned about teachers telling my children that the country they grew up in is an oppressive, awful place. Did you see the tweet yesterday from uh, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream? Uh, ben and Jerry's ice cream, which as I understand it, and I may be wrong on this, but the general perception that I have of Ben and Jerry's ice cream is that it's two ice cream loving guys who started a company with a bunch of funky color, uh, funky flavor names 
and they've recognized the American dream. I know they've sold out to a big conglomerate. I get it. But that's kind of the story, right? Oh, Ben and Jerry, ah, two lovable guys. Ah, they love their ice cream. They made ice cream. They make kooky flavors, and they're fun guys. Uh, The tweet from Ben and Jerry's yesterday, which I certainly hope will earn them the Bud Light treatment. The tweet said this, the United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. Now, this myth, this lunacy is out there on the left. Cori Bush tweeted much the same thing yesterday. Cori Bush is, by all accounts, a testament to things that are accomplished are within the realm of accomplishment in America that are not within the realm of accomplishment in other places. I don't know how Cori Bush grew up, but she's an African-American woman who holds a position in the United States House of Representatives. Seems to me Cori Bush has benefited from the equal opportunities that are there for everyone to access in our country. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a big misnomer on the whole Cory Bush front. No, Cory Bush has uh, often talked about how horrible, evil, awful our country is. And she stayed on brand of that yesterday on Twitter. She said, the Declaration of Independence was written by enslavers and didn't recognize black people as human. Today is a great day to demand reparations now. This is incredible. This is a person who, I presume, took an oath of office to serve in the United States House of Representatives, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. I know the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are different. I know the difference. Joe Biden doesn't. But a tweet like that makes me wonder, like, how loyal are you to the Constitution you pledge to defend? As we wrap up the show today, I wanted to share with you a little snippet of uh, Joe Biden's appearance yesterday at a uh, national teachers uh, conference. Uh, Dr. Jill got up and uh, lauded her husband uh, for his uh, manifold accomplishments in office as it relates to education. I knew that Joe would always be the education president. Because he knows that our nation's, you know, the success of our nation starts with you. He knows that education is key to filling those critical roles. And I want you to know that he hears you. Oh, fantastic. He hears you. Uh, well, hear this, Dr. Jill. Uh, fourth grade test scores nationally are down uh, five points in math and three points in reading dating back to 2019, Uh, on the watch of the president who hears you, uh, but in serving the teachers' unions is not serving the students. Eighth grade math test scores since 2019 are down 13%. 13%. The explanation for this, of course, is that Joe Biden, in concert with Dr. Jill, Randy Weingarten, American Federation of Teachers and 
too many teachers unions across the country, did everything they could to keep schools closed during COVID. Yunkin ran on and won on a campaign agenda to return rights to parents. Here's his response to uh, Dr. Jill labeling Joe and the most education president ever. I hate to say that I think she may be the only person who believes that. I, I think the vast majority of, of Americans believe that Joe Biden has so un, under-supported and, and under-prepared our kids for what we're dealing with. I mean, listen, schools were closed for an extended period of time because Joe Biden thought schools should be closed unnecessarily. And now we're seeing a learning loss across the nation that's unprecedented. We've lost decades and decades of progress. It can be made up, of course, and one of the ways that I think it can be made up is through school choice in Ohio, through competition in Ohio. We spent a fair amount of time on this show today talking about the governor signing into law and expansion of ed choice. If you have questions about ed choice in Ohio, just ask your question on an Internet search engine. You will find the answer. But I want to underscore again, you must get your child admitted to be enrolled at a private school, and then that private school submits your application for an EdChoice scholarship. That is how it works. So if you're trying to like get the ball rolling, get a hold of the Ohio Department of Education, you're wondering what the paperwork is for you to fill it out, the very first thing you have to do is go get your child enrolled. And of course there's going to be, I think, an increase in the number of kids who are now interested in attending private schools because the amount that you can get from the state of Ohio to contribute to your child's tuition, if they're in grades K through 8, you're eligible if you meet the income standards, and everybody's going to get some contribution from the state of Ohio. Well, if you make you know, $5 million a year, you're going to get something. It's just not going to be very much because it's a sliding scale. But in the area where most people's household budgets fit, Family of four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a year or less. If you're a family of five, the income level goes up. I think it goes up to like, I think it goes up to like one hundred and seventy grand. And it's easy to figure out. I've tweeted a link to the federal poverty guidelines. The guideline Ohio will use is four hundred and fifty percent of poverty level. Which, if you got two working stiffs in the family, husband and a wife, you're both pulling down sixty sixty-five thousand dollars a year. You know you're not rich. You bring home a combined $130,000 a year, you got two kids, three kids, you're not rich. You should have the opportunity to send your kid to a private school, and the state should kick in for that because they're already giving the public schools that much money or more for your kid. You're not getting your hands on that. So go check it out if you have questions. Email me, Bruce at SalemMedia.com, Bruce at SalemMedia.com. Now I want to share with you, a uh, thought-provoking piece on The Federalist. It's written by uh, Kylie Griswold, and she's talking about how should Christians react to the vitriol that has accompanied the Supreme Court rulings. Oh, you get rid of affirmative action. Oh, I see you hate minorities, right? Oh, you favor the uh, freedom of speech aspect of the 303 creative case. You hate gays. How do you respond to these kinds of conversations? Because, look, if you're a Christian, you want to present an authentic view of the gospel, and so much of the openings that you get in terms of following through on the Great Commission is plugging into real-world conversations that people have. And you might have 
somebody you work with, a friend. They're programmed by the media. They're fed lies about what these cases mean and what these rulings mean. How do you respond? She makes the point that the theory that a lot of people have had for years is, well, just be nice to everyone. Be nice to everyone. Christians have a word for this. It's called being winsome. Be winsome. Don't get in an argument. Don't stick up for your side. Just just, just be winsome, right? Winsome means just uh, take it. Don't correct anybody. And I'll read from her piece because she tackles the fallacy of this. She goes, so in order to be winsome, you put your obvious pronouns in your email signature because everybody else at work does it, and you don't want to be known as that bigot in your office. Or you post a black box on Instagram because even though you know it serves more to divide people by color of their skin than to unite them, it at least looks virtuous. Or you go and celebrate your gay friend's wedding because even though you know that union defies God's design for marriage— You don't want to have an awkward conversation or risk jeopardizing a relationship. Or you say yes to a design job from a woman's group that promotes abortions because, I mean, there might be another job coming down the road, and you don't want to exclude yourself from consideration for that. She writes, this version of Christianity doesn't work. What you end up with on one hand are craven Christians who pat themselves on the back for their likability while being largely untethered from all principles save the approval of man. On the other hand, you have steadfast believers like Jack Smith and Lori Phillips, who despite relentless persecution, faithfully embody the fruits of the Spirit most difficult to cultivate, love, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. Yet the world still hates them. But isn't that exactly what Jesus promised his followers would be the result of their commitment? The world hated him, and so it will hate his disciples too. The implication is obvious. If the world doesn't hate you, are you actually following Jesus? Like, I'm not making the point that you can't be liked, embraced, popular, and still be an authentic follower of Christ. But I have, I have, I have searched my heart to find out how can you possibly, how can you possibly vote Democrat? Vote for a party that would sanction the extermination of any child up to and in some cases after the moment of birth. How could you vote for a politician who would advocate for that policy and be authentically following Jesus? For me, every election comes down to, first and foremost, what does that politician advocate when it comes to life? I don't know how. If you know, if you have a theory, I'd love to know how you square being a Democrat with being pro-abortion. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.